You're listening to Glowing Older, the podcast that goes deep with the experts shaping senior living. A big thank you to our season five sponsor, Senior Trade Media. Resources and insights for the business of aging well. Sign up for the bi-monthly Senior Trade Brief at SeniorTradeBlog.com slash subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Glowing Older Podcast, where we interview experts on innovation in senior living. I'm your host, Nancy Griffin, and I couldn't be more pleased to be here today with Jake Rothstein, CEO and founder of Upside Home. Welcome to the program, Jake. Hey, Nancy. Good to be with you. Uh, Well, thank you for being with us. Um, Tell us a little bit about your background and how you segued from technology into the aging services sector. Sure. Yeah. So um, I started my career in sales and technology sales. And, you know, getting into this industry really was due to a personal issue with our family. Um, My grandfather was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. My grandfather was or my grandmother was trying to care for him at the time. She was 82. And it was really challenging for her. She was his primary caregiver. And so I would go often and relieve her uh, many times at a moment's notice. And it became cumbersome for me and for the rest of the family to, you know, to be constantly relieving her. So um, I remember calling a bunch of traditional home care agencies at the time, and this was in 2014, 2015, just with a simple request. Hey, can you send a caregiver? It doesn't even really need to be a caregiver. Just can you send someone to come and sit with my grandfather and make sure he doesn't wander outside into the parking lot or do anything dangerous just for an hour or two and at a moment's notice? Um, because that's how my grandmother's life works. She would get a call from her friends and Hey, can you meet me at Starbucks uh, for an hour in an hour? And so of the five places I called, all five of them just laughed me off the phone with that request. They had all of these different criteria that they had to meet. Uh, We have to send the nurse out for evaluation. We have to do a minimum 20 hours a week guaranteed because that's how our caregivers work. And I said, well, this is really crazy. There's, how is that possible? Like I can order a car on my cell phone and it'll it'll be in in front of my house in five minutes, but I can't order a person to come and just sit with my grandfather for an hour in an hour. So um, it led to the creation of my first startup in this industry called Papa, which is what we call our grandfather, uh, which was grandkids on demand, uh, essentially exactly what it sounds like. Anyone that needed a companionship or assistance or with basic everyday tasks could open up an app and uh, call a college student, a pre-vetted background check college student to come and lend an extra hand. And so that's how I got my start into the senior, you know, care and longevity space. Um, And what we realized when we started Papa and as Papa grew, um, there was this massive epidemic, what they're now calling an epidemic of loneliness among the older adult population. And so Upside Home comes in to solve more completely that problem by pairing people based on compatibility, putting them in a more affordable type of living situation that is really supportive living versus assisted living. And it's so revolutionary. So tell us how it works. Sure. Yeah. So we work with big professionally managed amenity rich apartment community operators, and we secure vacant units in those buildings. uh, And in partnership with them, we place older adults in those communities, which are inherently intergenerational. You or I could live in those communities, they're normal communities. Um, And then we add very easy access to a whole host of services that are specifically targeted towards older adults. Things like pre-prepared meal delivery. So to duplicate the experience that you might get in a senior living community or facility-based environment, 
doing it in the, you know, without the confines and in a sort of a deconstructed way. And so food, things like food and transportation and access to healthcare services and access to community and uh, events and activities and what we're calling experiences, really trying to recreate the experiential piece of, of what you get out of a traditional senior living community, but doing it in this um, less stigmatized way in a much more flexible and much more affordable way. And so um, you offer, um, in addition to the meal service, there's um, some lifelong learning services and wellness services. Can you dig a little deeper into some of the services? Sure, yeah. So the primary ones that people are asking for are food and transportation. And so we, you know, we partner with Papa for transportation. Uh, we have some local pre-prepared meal delivery providers here that we work with for the food piece of it. Um, but on the community events and activities and the ex- experiences side, it's really, it's really, really interesting. So we have our goal is to individualize these types of activities and events for the people that live with us. And we have a really broad range of people that are living with us now. So we have people as young as 68 and people as old as 85. And so their you know, desires in terms of how they want to engage in the communities around them differ. And so we're able to tailor the approach to these types of community events and activities to our individual tenants uh, and tenants and shared units as well. So if you, as an example, if you said during your onboarding, when you're moving in, you said, I really like the Philharmonic and I really like opera and I really like whatever, we will make sure to notify you and help you get to and from those types of events. We'll buy the tickets for you. We'll put it on your simple single bill at the end of the month. So simple things like that, where we're engaging people to better engage with their communities that surround them. Um, and even basic things like lifelong learning, right? So virtual lifelong learning has become really popular since, you know, we've been, um, we've been relegated to living within our four walls over the last year. Um, but we're working with a variety of the lifelong learning programs at local universities here to offer that to our residents as well. So it really spans the gamut from, things like cooking classes and wine tastings, all the way to things like concerts and lifelong learning. It really is, um, it's varied and it's individualized. And I, I, obviously technology is driving a lot of this. I assume that the services or most of them are a la carte. Yes? Yeah, exactly. So we've decided that there's a baseline of things that sort of everyone wants and needs. So things like housekeeping, things like common area furnishings, if you're in a shared unit, things like Papa Pals every two weeks for companionship and assistance visits, that's all included. Um, Also basic cable and internet. uh, So everyone's connected with really great Wi-Fi in their homes. Uh, We thought that was really important to include this baseline level of services. Now, above and beyond that, things are a la carte exactly. Our sort of ideology behind all of this is why pay for the things that you may not need if you don't need them yet. So in a traditional independent living community, you might pay for or may contribute to the cost of that bus that sits out front that takes people to the grocery store every couple of days. But if you still cook and you still drive, why do you need to you know, contribute to the cost of that bus? So we said, let's make these services a la carte so that we can really grow with our residents as they age versus a one size fits all model where you're sort of paying for the two meals a day, even if you don't, you don't want them or you're paying for that, you know, that bus, even if you don't use it. Well, you know, Bob Kramer from Nexus Insights and the founder of Nick in a a recent interview talks a lot about trends and and this like hits so many boxes. It just check, 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 Um, you know, the the uncoupling um, and the personalization. And um, Bob also said that there'll be new concepts where technology will be integrated from the get go. So talk to me a little bit about the technology. Sure. Yeah. So 
uh, just to preface the whole thing about technology, this type of business would not have been feasible or possible five or 10 years ago. Uh, due to the advent of the gig economy and technology-enabled service businesses that we've seen um, really take hold in the last five or 10 years, companies like Papa, companies like Uber and Lyft, um, we are now able to leverage so much of what already exists to facilitate scale and impact. Uh, whereas you know, five years ago, you would have had to build a kitchen that was central to all of your clustered, geographically clustered apartments in order to deliver meals to people. Um, and so today it makes it really, really much easier and more accessible to coordinate access to all these different things. And so where our technology really shines and we're continually improving it is on the coordination of all of these other third party uh, tech enabled services. And it gives us the ability to drive really great efficiencies for our residents and drive cost savings for our residents. So that as an example, meals ordered through us, through, a, through our meal, uh, meal service, are cheaper than if you were to order them as a public citizen because we're able to drive discounts through economies of scale and, tech, and using technology to drive those economies of scale. Um, and so technology really wraps the whole thing together. So we like to say we're building a senior living community using technology versus using brick and mortar, uh, which is a really, you know, it's a, it's a really new concept for people. It is. And so um, the the companies that you work with, um, is it all integrated onto like an app or a platform um, that is that is singularly upside home or are there links out to all these different entities? Yeah, all in one place. So today, the way it works, um, as we're as we're continuing to build our customer facing technology, um, it works where we put a human in in between all of our really great tech on the back end and our residents, because our thesis was. And one of the things that we learned in the early days of Papa was older adults have a very varying ability in terms of their use of technology, their abilities with technology. Uh, we just recently taught my 87-year-old grandmother to use Zoom during COVID, but that was a project. Uh, and she got it, which was <laughs> exciting. And I think technology adoption certainly has accelerated in the last year or so, uh, which is exciting and it's an exciting prospect for us. But what we said at the beginning from the onset of Upside Home was Let's build this really fantastic technology, give our home managers that single source, that single point of contact or single point of access for our residents. Let's give them the use of that technology. Let's understand how our residents are going to engage with us. Let's get the most comfortable forms of engagement. Let them access us via text message or phone or email or uh, however they'd like. And then we'll use that technology to string it all together on the back end and deliver an incredible experience. Now that we have, uh, you know, sort of a critical mass of residents and we're understanding how people are engaging with us and with our home management team, now we're starting to build customer-facing technology that gives them a single point of access um, right on their iPad or their iPhone to all of these different things that, uh, that they can want or need on a daily basis. And, and you could add even like, say, wellness products or, um, you know, a retail component down the line, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, you know, we're in talks with some big providers to, you know, to help us think through optimization of apartments in real time. And what I mean by that is people will age with us and they might have events in their life where they might need things that they didn't start out with. As an example, like a 67 year old person that moves into one of our units today doesn't want shower bars in the bathroom and she doesn't want, um, you know, fall detection hardware because she just doesn't necessarily need it yet. She's still very active and mobile, still working. But when she turns 75 and God forbid breaks a hip, now it's like, okay, we might need to optimize this apartment a little bit for this person. And so our ability to do that in real time is what's really a differentiator because you can move in a person at 67 with a very little, with very little stigma into a normal apartment 
but be there to support that aging journey along the way and make those optimizations in real time or even just before they're actually needed to keep people safer and healthier for longer. So one of the real benefits of Upside Home is it being the best of senior living community along with the best of aging in place. So how do you create community resident to resident when they're they're oftentimes a smaller population within the apartment complex, correct? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're working really hard to be thoughtful about where we cluster these apartments and where we put them in the neighborhoods and the geographies that we put them in. So we're um, putting them specifically and strategically around community centers uh, like JCCs, like YMCAs um, that are inherently like underutilized. They have fantastic senior programming in most cases, but they're underutilized. And so our ability to build community really quickly by plugging into that existing infrastructure to really kind of duplicate the experience that they might get in a traditional senior living community um, is really allowing us to build community faster. But what we've learned too, and this has been really interesting for us, is that community really is more than one. And when you have a couple of people in a community or even just in an apartment, Community builds really quickly because people are talking to their friends and they're inviting their friends to happy hours or to dinners or dinner parties at their apartments. Or um, it just happens really, really organically and much quicker than we would have thought. So originally we said, okay, well, we need a critical mass of 20 or 30 units in a building to, to really build that community. But it turns out it's a lot less than that. And then, of course, we're using technology to build that community even earlier in the process than move in. So we connect future residents that have signed member agreements or leases with us before they even move in. So they can start meeting upside home residents before they even get there and start getting, you know, getting friendly with them, which is really, really important. Community is probably one of the most important things that people that come to us. Are you using any AI technology? Today? No, but tomorrow, absolutely. We will uh-huh. be. So one of the really interesting things about this is that we're able to, you know, see holistically a lot of the things that people do on a day-to-day basis and in an anonymized way. We don't, we're not intent on collecting personalized data from people, but things that can really help improve the quality of their lives and their health. And so as an example, like if we see, you know, a cohort of people ordering a variety of different grocery items, right? They're ordering groceries through us in, in many cases. Um, and we see that, you know, maybe they have a pre-existing health condition where they shouldn't be ordering so much red meat. They should probably be ordering some salmon instead or whatever. Um, AI will be able to help us make really pointed recommendations uh, to our residents, to their families about trends that we're seeing in an anonymized way uh, over time in order to really drive health outcomes and positive, you know, positive health outcomes. So that's how we're thinking about AI and utilizing data to, to create better, you know, better and healthier living. Yeah, so all that aggregate data can be used to improve the quality of life um, for your residents as you grow smarter over time. Exactly, and doing it in a really in a in a really unobtrusive way. Nobody wants to be inundated with all of this data. It's and, and data for the sake of data it makes no sense. It really has to be thoughtful, uh, and it has to be um, really sort of weaved into the entire experience so that without even thinking about it or knowing it, you're living a healthier and better life as a result of data, which many of us are already doing uh, in our normal day-to-day lives. We don't even realize. Uh, and so that's, it's, it's really about that seamless integration of technology and data throughout the entire experience that creates better, you know, better living. 
Yeah. And it's like brain hacking. If you can use those little steps and the little <laughs> prompts and all that, right? we need all the help we can get. Right. <laughs> exactly. Little things like medication reminders. I mean, we know how much that costs the system when people don't take their meds. Right. So like little things like that, when you're, when you're sort of controlling the entire experience for someone um, and helping them navigate this, what has traditionally been a very, very hard to navigate period of life. Um, it really, it simplifies things. And people come to us all the time and they're just so over, there's so much anxiety and so much overwhelming, so much overwhelming thought around downsizing and moving and what's this next phase. And, you know, there's a 30 year gap potentially by the, from the time your kids move to college to the time that you might actually need traditional senior living or, or care. And there's not a lot of really great single point of resources. I mean, there's AARP, which has a, what does a really great job of coordinating or, you know, conglomerating a lot of really great resources, but it's really overwhelming. There's a lot out there. And so what we say is like, we want to be that better. We want to be AARP on steroids uh, to not only give you those point of recommendations, but then help you execute on them. It's going to be really exciting as as time goes on. I can't wait to see what you're going to do. So, Jake, you know, I know you didn't set out to be a disruptor in senior living, but you clearly are. <laughs> so um, tell me, as you look at the senior living industry, which I'm sure you study just the, the overall segment, um, do you see a shakeup coming or do you see uh, really innovative, revolutionary companies like you um, working side by side in those traditional models just slugging along? You know, it's interesting. The numbers tell a story. So 10% of people will ultimately live in traditional senior living. I think that's not going to change. I think there's going to be always going to be a need for traditional assisted and memory care uh, and skilled nursing. I mean, there's there's uh, people will need help with ADLs and they'll need help with memory and cognitive issues. And ultimately, we will probably be able to support that. Uh, the broader vision for us is to really build assisted living in disguise and and uh, just like we're doing sort of independent living in disguise now or senior living in disguise, supportive living. Um, but, you know, I really think that there's definitely an opportunity for traditional senior living to continue to to exist. There's no question about it. And we can work really synergistically with them. Um, we're already partnered with a lot of local uh, facilities that are referring business to us because people aren't a great fit for a community that might be $4,500 a month. Um, and that's a little bit outside their budget. And maybe they're not ready for that type of community yet. So there's a two-way referral type of business here for us with traditional senior living, where if someone ages out of our very independent living solution, we can place and help them get placed to the right senior living community locally that can help them with you know assistance or care or memory care. Um, and on the other side of it as well, like if people aren't quite ready for that and they're coming to traditional senior living because they're going through a placement agency or they're going through wherever, um, and it's not a great to us. And so we're seeing we're seeing a lot of that back and forth already. So you heard it here, folks. Don't be scared of Upside Home. Because <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you are. <laughs> no so, need to. We convert. There's, there's, um, there's a lot of need out there. Uh, and we, we, you know, there's a lot of need. And there's going to be a lot of different solutions to, to tackle these big problems. Uh, I completely agree. So you've got a lot on your plate and you're growing daily. What gets you most excited these days, Jake? I think the thing that's most exciting is that there's now this spotlight on the industry and it's uh, sort of need for disruption and for change. I don't love the word disruption. I think change is a better, is a better term because um, disruption happens with change sort of organically. Uh, and, you know, I, 
there's a tremendous amount of innovation that can happen to improve the, the quality of people's lives. And we're most excited about the, imp the potential impact that we can have nationally and globally on the older adult population, which has historically been underserved and underinvested in. And uh, these are people. And we're going to, and, and I think that one of the things that really resonates with everybody that we talk to about this is that everybody knows and loves an older person. And we're all going to become, like, if we're lucky enough, we're all going to become older people ourselves. And so we're building this for us in, you know, just as much as we're building it for the older adults of today. And that's exciting. That's a really exciting thing that you can sort of help shape the future uh, and, and improve the quality of life for people everywhere. Uh, so that, that keeps us going. Well, I hear from a lot of the tech experts in aging services, which I hate that phrase too, but that um, there's a lot of companies that have these stories about my grandmother or my grandfather, but not not all of them execute as well as you. So congratulations on all that you've accomplished and all that you will accomplish. Thank you, Nancy. Really appreciate that. Well, thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. You've been listening to the Glowing Older Podcast. 